0: moms in their 40s and 50s they've been caring for others so long it's very easy for them to lose themselves and then when you work with them they're like oh I remember her. Welcome
1: to Zestful Aging, where I interview thoughtful, inspiring, and influential guests who are changing the way we think about what is possible in our lives, especially as we age. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist and fellow Zestful Ager. And you know that I love to hear from my listeners. So leave me a comment on ZestfulAging.com. Our music is courtesy of Judy Banker, who was a guest on Zestful Aging. Her CD, Buffalo Motel, is out, and you can find out more about her on JudyBanker.com. Here's a special episode for Mother's Day. Imagine working with your daughter in the fashion business and coming from different generations, obviously, living in different states. One is Southern and the other is New York, New York City. My conversation with mom Allison and daughter Delia made me think about the importance of different perspectives and how lucky these two are to blend their different experiences Into a successful and really thoughtful business they think a lot about what clothes and fashion really mean to us and I so appreciated that well as usual I've got my little loyal Jack Russell Sparky right by my side so let's begin Uh, before I introduce our guests today I do want to uh, really acknowledge that we are in the middle of, uh, of the pandemic uh, we want to be very sensitive to the fact that people are extremely worried all around the world and you know we're we're going to talk about some subjects that are not related To health and well-being and hopefully it'll offer you a bit of a distraction uh, to to all of the bad news but we just want to be really mindful and sensitive that people are really struggling so we're putting that out there and um, we are really all hoping everybody is doing well today as well as can be expected so we do have a lovely interview for you today. We're gonna to be speaking with Allison Brune and Delia Folk who are the mother and daughter team behind The Style That Binds Us. The Style That Binds Us is a lifestyle brand and a community for women who wanna live a stylish and fearless life. Allison's a national wardrobe consultant and a stylist and Delia, Delia consults with emerging brands. Uh, Delia started her career interning at Versace and working on the buying team at Barneys New York for four years before going full-time with the style that binds us. Ladies, thank you for uh, being here, and I'm just delighted to have you here today. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be with you. Excellent, excellent. So let's start with, maybe it's a really simple question, but I guess I want to know what what the experts uh, think when they think of style. What does it really actually even mean for somebody to have style?
2: Well, I think that style is a big word with a lot of connotations and a lot of pressure behind it. So it really depends on you and how you like to express yourself people have been adorning themselves since you know before the time of cleopatra it's really a form of self -self self-expression and uh the different clothes that you wear can can create different moods for example if you have something difficult that you're having to address clothes can serve as a a form of armor or right now Mm. or in the times of of trouble, like during coronavirus, when there's so much uncertainty and and fear, actually, going around. The clothes that you wear, you know, it's one thing to to not get out of bed because you're just being lazy, but also, if you are in a comfortable sweater, maybe it's a cardigan that you've had a long time, rather than thinking that you can't cope, it's more, it's like comfort food. It's like, it's mm. it envelops you with some you know a feel almost like of someone giving you a big hug
1: oh wow so what i think what you're saying is it not just an article or material that there's meaning behind it it's like almost i think about this isn't a perfect metaphor but like a billboard of saying this is who i am and this is that's right like an outward expression of what i want you to know about me is that right Yes, and also how you want
2: others to feel around you. For example, with you in your um, as a psychotherapist, is that the right term? Yes, it is. Okay. So someone comes into your office and you're dressed in a business suit and your hair is very severe and almost like the school principal? then when the people come to you, they're going to be either terrified or uh, upset. You know, like you said to us earlier, you told us that you love to knit and you wear a lot of the pieces that you've knitted. So that's the perfect, perfect thing to wear to make people feel that they're in a safe place. I mean, you couldn't pick a better look for yourself and you didn't do it purposefully for that reason you did it because it brings you joy and it reflects to the people that are around you and i always tell people that when they're getting dressed think about the day you're about to have if you do have to go have a difficult situation or a discussion with someone or if you want to be seen as an expert in your field you do wear the suit Or a blazer, uh, clothes with some sharp angles. If you want to be more approachable, you're going to wear. (laughs) Or spikes. Right. You're going to wear something, (laughs) you know, more soft and and, uh, welcoming. If you want to be more sexy, obviously, you're going to wear silks and, you know, cashmere and see. Yeah. So it's all about um, expressing ourselves, but also thinking in terms of how is the person i'm going to be with today going to
1: feel when they're around me that is so fascinating D- delia do you have anything to to say about that is that how
0: you look at it yes definitely i think that style it is your nonverbal communication to the world of who you are that day and you with mom when people work with her with the wardrobe consulting, you don't have to just have one style. So we don't have to oh. like put ourselves in a box and say, like, okay, I am all boho, which is <laughs> a nice way to give someone permission. Like, some days I want to be rocker chick and go out and wear my leather jacket and jeans and pumps. And other days, if I'm going out to a nice gala, then you're in black tie and you want to be a little bit sexier. So it it's about your mood for the day. And I think that style is truly about confidence. So when I put on an outfit that I am literally obsessed with, I carry myself in a very different way. And I'm like Mm -hmm. practically skipping down the street and people (laughs) look at you and they notice when someone walks into a room and they're very confident, they're dressed well, and they have a smile on their face. I think that is something that it kind of sets the tone for the, interactions you're about to have
1: i love this conversation because what i'm what i'm thinking about and you're gonna have to forgive me because i can't take my therapist hat off but like (laughs) what happens and and i don't know if allison uh has more to say about this than than uh, delia because of the age difference but what happens when you don't know who you are anymore or you're you know you maybe you're not a rocker chick, and that would look silly on you, but you're not really sure what what you're about. I remember in college thinking, I, I went to kind of a, uh, well a hippie-ish school, and, you know, everybody was wearing particular clothes, and that, I think that we were trying to express, like, we're all in the same, you know, we see the struggle, we're kind of environmental, we want to be this way, but I remember thinking earth tones, that's what I want, earth tones, and I have really dark hair, and earth tones do not look really great on me, Uh, so, like, how do you navigate Also, the style, right, which is picked for, the colors are picked for us. How do you navigate, like, what's me and what's fashion? And, oh, by the way, I'm not even sure who I am at middle age anymore. That's a huge question. Well, it Um, is a a huge huge question.
2: question. My brain is going in so many different directions (laughs) because, you know, one side of me says, you know, you're at the school where everybody's doing the hippie thing, and you have that inside of you, but that look on you might come across as sloppy or, um, you know, or drab. drab. Exactly. Then you find tie-dye. You know, you find a different way to express yourself huh. along those same lines that that makes you feel feel good and and the other thing too I guess uh, one of the things about as we age and the rocker chick question you can still be a rocker chick
1: you -hmm. can be a rocker
2: chick but you have to do it in a way that you're comfortable you know you can still wear the leather jacket maybe you're not going to wear the jeans the ripped jeans and the hiker Mm -hmm. those biker boots or something
1: but Mm -hmm. just putting Mm -hmm.
2: on a leather jacket you know even in a in a like a a blanc an off-white color a softer mm-hmm. color than the black heavy metal look And you feel cool because you have on a leather jacket and it feels great against your, you know your body But you're right. not You don't feel like you're in a costume and the other question about aging It's super confusing these days because nobody knows what 40 looks like nobody knows what 50 is supposed to look like but the mm-hmm. great thing that day and I both believe wholeheartedly is that Back to that style question. There are no rules.
1: Mm.
2: And so just like when people do, you know, they'll have a modern house and they put antiques in it or they mix things up ah, or the shabby chic and all these different eclectic, things. Eclectic. Like you eclectic. can have an eclectic style. And because we're sort of pioneers in that we're never going to look exactly like our mothers did, we, we can make the rules ourselves. So oh, I love that, and you know, in other areas of your life, as you get older, you kind of think, "Oh boy, <laughs> those things that used to really bother me, it just doesn't bother me anymore." I'm not so so. I'm not so insecure as I was when I was in my teens or twenties. You know, it's like people might stare at me, but I don't really care. Where we used mm. to be like, people might be staring at me. <laughs> That's you know, the
1: gift of aging, well,
2: exactly, right? and so it's. I- the same yeah, I think thing what is you're close.
1: both saying, if I'm understanding you right, and this is getting into, you know, my territory here, right. is that you're really saying you have to know yourself so you can choose things that help express who you are. Is that, am I getting that?
2: Yes, and don't be hard on yourself. Don't worry so much about what will people think. Because as we know, this comes with age too, nobody's really thinking about you. Everybody's thinking about themselves anyway. So if I could give people a gift, it would be like, you know, people just aren't really that interested. I mean, they're interested right. in you as a person, but they're not that concerned. They might give you a glance and be like, well, that's an odd shirt, but that <laughs> they're not going to change their opinion of you. And if it makes you feel good, wear it. I know you don't want to be like, you know, there's certain, certainly, Ways that this could be taken misconstru- misconstrued, excuse me, misconstrued. Mm. But um, you know, you don't want to put on things that that you really might look totally foolish in. But sure. but you know, experiment, have fun oh. with all of this, and let this be one part of your life that makes you oh. happy. There's no stress. I love, stress. That. I love no that. So joking. there are no
1: rules to experiment and to find some joy. Am I, yes. is that? Am yes. I in, okay. People aren't
2: really going to judge you that harshly, even if you, even if you do put on something that
1: maybe it's not your best look. Mm. It's, not, it's not the end of the world, you know. Is that true for you, Delia? As a younger woman, do you feel more pressure than your mom feels to look a certain way? Especially living in the city. And being in fashion.
0: Well, yeah. I I don't, but I probably think that I am an anomaly in that. Yeah. But I, I don't want people to, I don't think that you have to know yourself to get dressed because I think that's a lot of pressure. And I think that's something that is, it takes a long time to develop. And I think throughout your life, you lose yourself and you find yourself again. And you also change. So I don't want someone to feel like this conversation is, that you have to know yourself in order to get dressed. It really is about mm-hmm. what are your, what is the schedule for the day and what is the outfit you need to put on to feel your best self and feel the most confident. And we talk about like moms in their 40s and 50s, they've been caring for others so long, it's very easy for them to lose themselves. And then when you work with them, they're like, oh, I remember her. You didn't talk
1: about yeah, that.
0: Yeah,
2: they, did. they um, it, is, it is really, such such a horrifying thing to me when it happens and, and also um, conversely, one of the biggest joys of my career. when I go and you know, when I'm working with younger women, like Delia said, a lot of them are what will people think? or I'm not sure you know what other people will be wearing. I have to make sure that I'm wearing the same type thing they're wearing. They don't have that kind of self-confidence yet or have, maybe haven't figured out like Delia said, who exactly they are, um, Mm -hmm. and they're nervous about that. But then as women in particular um, age, and they do become moms and wives and adult children and friends who have friends who are in crisis and other things like that along the way. And it's certainly been, you know, instilled in us, and it's a very hard thing to break, but I hope we're in the process of breaking this, that to be a good woman in society, you have to forget yourself entirely, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. therefore, by the time I get to them, they are lost. They feel invisible. Oh, wow. They wow. are overwhelmed. They are worn out. They do not know who they are anymore. You know, I had a woman once who... Um, She's a, She was a lawyer and she hadn't practiced in a while. She's raised her family and, you know, she's had a lot going on in her family and through the years and has had to be there for a lot of people. And she said to me, you know, I stood up in court. I was really good at what I did. And Somewhere along the way I lost that I lost that Mm -hmm. confidence and now I question everything about myself and any ideas that I might have and so that is heartbreaking feeling invisible or 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 even more just feeling overwhelmed like where did I go? Mm -hmm. I'm kind of lost so in the process of clearing out a closet updating your look Starting to feel better about the way you look on the outside It's like this magical thing that in the process you start to remember yourself and and stand up taller and go Nobody's gonna mess with me. I remember who I am and baby.
1: I am back I'm back. I love that yes. That's that's beautiful That's beautiful. I'm also curious, and I'm sure you've uh, talked about this before, but how is it that you decided to come together as a business, a mother and daughter team? Tell us the story about that. Delia, you want to tell that? No, Phoebe, you take it.
2: (laughs) Well, so let's, let's see. I was in Birmingham and I became started my career as an empty nester. I started my business at age 50. I went to school at FIT in New York, became an image um, consultant. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. Delia was in New York at Barney's working on the buying team. So she got to meet all these interesting designers and the people behind a lot of brands. And she would call me and say, we met with this brand today. I'm not sure if Barneys is going to pick them up or not, but I think your clients would really like the brand. So the next time you come to New York, you need to meet with them. And in that way, we started working together from the beginning, pretty much, because then mm-hmm. I would be able to introduce people to new to new brands, and that was exciting to them. And then they wanted more brands, and it was helping the brands, and so that was a very exciting thing. And then we started blogs. Dilly was writing about, navigating the ins and outs of getting into the fashion industry because she had had so many people reaching out saying, how in the world did you get this job, blah, blah, blah. Uh And she didn't have a lot of free time. So this way she could just send them the blog. And then I was writing blog posts about, am I too old to wear a moto jacket, a leather jacket? Uh And then we started thinking this would be really taking it to the next level to actually create videos about how to wear a leather jacket. And if mm-hmm. we and if we brought the two of us together where this is how Delia wears it at age twenty eight and this is how Alison wears it at age fifty seven,
1: mm-hmm. we
2: we would have some different style aesthetics and it, it, taking it to the next level we would say, and where I would wear this look is to a blank. And then I see that way a lot of different women could look and say, okay, I have these things in my closet. I think I like that look. I can try that out. And we could be a source of discovery. And so it sort of all came together organically. And then we, so we had the blogs and we had the videos and then eventually we decided we'd love to do the podcast we have the podcast and then people started asking us to have events and that brings mothers and daughters together and friends and cousins Ah. and and so it's all just uh becoming this wonderful community of women supporting women and having fun with fashion and building important friendships you know we're transforming lives we're also we really want to be this place of safety and inclusivity for women of all sizes shapes um Mm -hmm. you know financial situations educational situations we're all here together to to lift each other up Mm
1: -hmm. so it just it really transcends like you should wear this color if you're a brunette yeah there's a lot (laughs) going on a lot of levels What about you, Delia? What has it been like for you to be um, on the younger end of this uh, business?
0: Oh, it's been nice. It's very, I'm glad that I worked in a corporate office so that a lot of people nowadays come right out of college maybe they started their blog and then they are full-time doing that but I'm very glad that I got that experience because mom was a homemaker for she was first a teacher and then a homemaker and then started this styling business so then I got the corporate aspect so I understand emails and Meetings and how all of that Mm -hmm. works because when I interned at Versace, I literally knew nothing I didn't even know what CC on an email meant that anytime I sent an email I needed to CC my boss and and all of those things so Working with mom has been great versus corporate because for example We I decided to leave Barney's because my dream was to go to fashion month. So we I left, and we did New York, London, Milan, and Paris Fashion Week, which is insane, and I still cannot believe that we got to do that, Mm -hmm. but like, for example, I get migraines, so if I had been with the Barneys team in London and I had a migraine versus your mom is there, obviously she can take care of you. It's <laughs> a different
1: kind of treatment, I'm sure. Yes,
0: exactly. And and we, we get to go to all the same restaurants. We get to pick our restaurants. It's not like I am having to do what other people want to do and maybe missing out on things. So that part is fabulous because with a career, my problem was... I didn't want to just be a buyer. I wanted to work in technology and I wanted to be an editor and I wanted to do all the things. Maybe that's a con or a personality flaw or a millennial thing, but that's just what it was. And so that then with this company I can do we do all of those things. So the only thing is that's funny is the technology part and frustrations with that I know is hard on both of us because I want to be patient neither of us want to be wasting time Mm -hmm. but that is such a huge part of the business especially since we live apart so right right I see Yes, it has been really nice, and especially that we get to build something together and spend so much quality time. It's a great excuse for us to hang out. We've always had the same interests. And in the beginning with the blogs, we could ask each other, hey, I have this question. The other person could give their opinion, but it wasn't their company. So now that we're in this together, it's nice Mm -hmm. to have somebody to bounce ideas off, to make the decisions with all of that.
1: You're doing an intergenerational company uh, on your own. Yeah, that's beautiful. Hello, Zesties. I want to tell you about one of my all-time favorite exercise and stress reduction tools, which I am really relying on during this quarantine, but I've sung its praises for years. The benefits are seemingly endless. Uh, It's great for toning and strengthening muscles. It improves your lymph system, your metabolism. It helps with joint pain and balance, and it's even used by NASA astronauts because it's such an efficient way to exercise. And if you're older or you're worried about your balance, you can order a stabilizer bar to hang on to. I'm talking about my Kneadack Rebounder mini trampoline. I put on my music and I have my own dance party. Because for me, exercise needs to be fun and invigorating. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. Now is not the time for the philosophy of no pain, no gain, because we're in enough pain. This is a way to feel good and energized and have fun. It really does help mood as well. And I like that Neatac is made in the USA and it is really solid. I've had mine for 15 years and it's still in great shape. The NEDAC Rebounder will help us get through this quarantine in better shape mentally and physically. And there's also a model that folds up if space is an issue. One of my clients puts it on her driveway and uses it while she's watching her kids during the quarantine. Anyway, I can't recommend NEDAC Rebounders enough. They are a worthwhile investment in your health and overall overall well-being, especially now. If you are interested in a mini trampoline, please don't buy a cheap one. Those can be actually dangerous and it is really worth Uh, investing in a good quality one. And right now, if you use the coupon code just for Zestful Aging listeners, the code is Zestful, they are going to include a free cover for you. So go to nedak.com, it's N-E-E-D-A-K.com. And if you have any questions, you can contact me at zestfulaging.com. I really am their biggest fan. I'm curious what it was like to work at Versace. Can you describe yes, what your day was like?
0: Oh my God, it was incredible. So I would—I was living in the dorms Washington, on Washington Square Park, literally on the park. Like this is <laughs> dream life. I did not know what I had. And so I would get up and take the subway, take the E train from West 4th to 53rd Street and get off the subway. And then right there was, it was at the the corporate office. One of them, there was one in Columbus Circle that was more like HR marketing, but where Mm -hmm. the wholesale team sat was right above the store. So I would get to go and go in the employee entrance and I had made friends with the security guards. They were so (laughs) sweet and everything. And so my, my first day, the collection, the spring summer 14 collection had just arrived from Milan. And when I started, unfortunately, I had just missed like Donatella and the whole Italian team being there. So my first day was unpacking the boxes, setting up the showroom, steaming all the clothes. So definitely Ah. not glamorous, but I was very happy to be there. So in market, basically what happens is the full collection arrives from Milan and then our role was that we were meeting so the buyers from specialty stores and big retail stores would come in and choose their edit. And so my day, since it it was that summer and we were in market, revolved all around, when was the next appointment? So were we preparing for an an appointment? And then you're having the appointment. So I was back in the intern room and I was in men's and you know, Versace is all about sexy and all of that. So Mm -hmm. I got to be with the very handsome, Brazilian male models dressing them <laughs> oh in, in this teeny little room and I had a boyfriend so it was nothing like that but it was just you know nice to appreciate that but they were his that that part was hysterical because I'm like can you pick up your leg are you kidding me right now like, can you help me
1: and, and you're pinning right you're doing pins yes
0: like just mm-hmm. like putting the clothes on them so that they go out and they walk so that the mm-hmm. buyers can see it on a human oh and and then my they come goodness. back, you know, it's just, it was this mad rush and, and yeah, so that was my day. And then I would come home and I had a roommate who was so sweet from Arizona and we would sit outside in the park and have like Greek yogurt and mango. I don't, It was hysterical. and just like sit mm. in the park being like, oh my God, this is it was the most perfect summer i was
1: wonderful. oh wow that sounds lovely that yeah. sounds really but she uh, was so funny
2: she said they're yelling all the time not not in a mean way but they're a lot yeah, of Italians, it so it. they're all yelling at each other oh i and interrupting see. each other they're all very excited about everything all the time mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things that i've learned through uh interviewing um adam mentor who is somebody who follows Uh, textiles, thrift, um, recycling, is that a lot of the fabrics are uh, less, um, uh, how shall I say it, the quality has dropped throughout the fashion world, and I'm wondering if you're seeing that in terms of the brands that you're working with, are you seeing the quality change over the years as uh, the companies try to make less expensive garments?
0: Maybe you can talk about... Oh, well, we clothes.
1: would love for yeah. them to be able to make less expensive garments because
2: there's so, so mm-hmm. few people that can afford true designer pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, most, the smaller designers, that's why they're in it, is for the beautiful fabrics and the mm-hmm. design. So they can't make much money, but they are definitely still very much... About, about the quality. About the fabrics and the qualities. And then the the ones that maybe that person is talking about or from the big, yes, you know the big, the H H&M and
1: M uh, and oh, some well, of the H&M mass-produced. H&M
2: yeah, that's all. That's not good quality to begin with. But even the bigger brands that are owned by these big conglomerates that are all mm-hmm. about marketing, profit, their quality, profit. their
1: profits. Yes, their profit, quality yeah.
2: has gone down for the same. um you know, for the same, the prices have stayed the same and they've Mm -hmm. cut the quality. So that's, and then these smaller designers can't keep up with them. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are unfair in the fashion industry, just like in all industries.
1: Mm -hmm. You've talked about how important it is for you to have a, a company that is built on inclusivity and body diversity. How do you do that in a world that is still i mean it's gotten better but it's still about your body needs to look like this and not like that well first of all you know being two female founders we're already
2: you know at a disadvantage just right there but um and second of all for me at my age uh that is a big question whenever we meet with designers with brands with it can be beauty products and more importantly, well, not more importantly, just as importantly, uh, ready-to-wear designs. I'm always like, well, where are the clothes for people my age? Where are the clothes where mm-hmm. the arms are covered up? Where are the clothes that aren't mini skirts? Where are the clothes?
1: Right. Where are... For the regular uh,
2: people. Where are the regular people? The outstanding regular people. You know, <laughs> we're fabulous. We're just yes. you know, 18 and right. like, oh, 6'5 and 100 pounds or something. Where are the clothes for people that have the hourglass figure, which is, of course, what is traditionally known as the most desirable female figure anyway, you know, Mm -hmm. to be curvy and everything else. And where are those sizes, especially in the stores? And half the time, it's like, well, they're in the back. We have them there just in the back. Well, I need you Mm -hmm. to bring them out. Well, they sold out. Yeah, because you didn't buy enough of them. You know, we are constantly <laughs> having these discussions. And finally, finally, you know, like you said, there is an improvement. But I kind of see, D used to always say to me, talk about aging, talk about aging. And I would say, I don't want to talk about aging. I don't want to age.
1: I'm not mm. thrilled about any
2: of this. You know, mm. that, that my body is changing so much and and everything. And then finally, I realized, you know what? embrace it. Anything I can do to help other women because, you know, in so many ways we're more relevant than we ever have been. And that's when I really did start talking to to brands and, and say, we're, we we want to come meet with you in LA. And I want, the, one of the main things I want to talk about is all of these fabulous skincare products that you're selling people for 400 Dollars and you're putting people out there saying, it's a magic balm. It works fabulous on my skin. Well, they're 30 years oh, old. Oh, I see. And so that, you know, I'm not going to sell those products. Tell my people to buy those products because you know, our skin is very different when, you know, at age 50 or whatever. So I want to see the products that work for my age group. Where is that eye cream that's really helpful? And I talked, we talked to dermatologists. We talked to a dermatologist about what should I be doing to my skin at age 50? And then we talked to a dermatologist about what do girls in their 18, the eight teens, to the twenties, to the early thirties need to be doing before they start making dermatology appointments? Because nothing's really going wrong yet. What do they mm-hmm. need to be doing to take care of their skin? And to maintain. obviously, I sunscreen see. is the number one answer. And to be safe, you know, it's not even just, the, you know, it's it's also about skin cancer and you know spots on your skin. You know, just. Uh, Moles and you know all of that is just getting information out to people and certainly um, what I do for a living it's the ABCs accentuate balance and camouflage and so when I meet with a woman and she says I don't love my you know my thighs they're a part of my body that I'm not thrilled about. Well, your thighs, normally what I discover is I wasn't even paying attention to their thighs, but I hear them say that. I know they Mm -hmm. feel it. And so we talk about ways that you can wear something different on the top that brings attention to your face. And other parts of your body and and this style pant is the most flattering for your body type and things like that if you know things that just you know make them feel beautiful and that's what it's really all about and size age color of your skin uh, texture of your hair anything you know that isn't just that that one vision of what beauty is supposed to be it's time now to st- to really say, this is who I am and and I'm fabulous. And I feel like the conversation is coming up more and more. Skincare, you know, foundations with many more shades. And um, I, I don't even like the word plus size, but models that have more realistic shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. brands that are that are, especially designers. You know, one of the things was they weren't taught to make a uh, sample size they didn't know how to make larger sizes they were taught to cut patterns for a certain sample size cuz it was less expensive cuz it was less fabric oh
1: so, i see yes
2: so now I thought of that i had neither till they started explaining that to me so now they're not saying oh we carry plus sizes too they're saying we carry from double zero to size 22 whatever it mm-hmm. is you know mm-hmm. they are trying their best they really are Uh, For the most part, designers are very, you know, kind, artistic, creative people that, um, you know, want people to wear their clothes and feel special. So Mm -hmm. they try to do what they can with the money they've got.
1: I see. I see. I I hear this kind of um, navigating and and appreciating what the designers have to offer, the beautiful fabrics and how they can help us uh, express ourselves, but also to take some of this beauty advice with a grain of salt, knowing that this is about profit. So how do you kind of like, you know, take the good and leave the bad? Well, it is about
2: profit, but they also, it is about profit. So they're coming to me saying, what do your women want? Or they're asking Delia, what would be a piece that we could make that would be more affordable and what would that price point be? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you're very niche like that and you're super expensive, that cuts into your profitability. And the same Mm -hmm. thing with your skincare. If you're only doing skincare products for 28-year-olds, you're missing a whole market, and you're missing a market Mm -hmm. full of people that have more money than they had when they were 20.
1: That's what's been talked a lot about, you know, the the 50 plus and the middle age and over is that many companies are really missing this opportunity. Um, They're just really late in the game. And I've heard this and seen this in different areas where uh, you know, there's a lot of people making decisions about big purchases, homes, you know, they're older women, homes, cars, you know, major purchases, and people are not seeing them as a viable audience. That's right. And the one
2: thing that they forget is they're going to age, too.
1: Uh So,
2: you know, that's one thing, too, about all the different inclusivity areas. The one thing that we all are, if we're lucky enough, going to experience is getting older. You Mm -hmm. know, we might not ever be uh, a petite, like really short and really tiny. We might not ever be 5'10". We might not ever be Asian or Caucasian or, you know, whatever it is. But if
1: we're lucky, we're all going to age hmm. That's, that's a great point. So let, let me ask Delia, where do we start the most of the people who are listening to us are women, they're around middle age, some younger, some older, some what we call postmenopausal. And now they may be quarantined, uh, they may have more time. How do you start discovering what your style is?
0: That's a question for babies.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that is really just... uh, One way that you can do it that is actually fun, especially when you have extra time, is to um, sit down and look through magazines and tear things out, make a mood board. And also, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be fashion. It can be a gardening magazine. It can be Mm. a knitting magazine. It can be an interior design. It could even be cooking. You know, or or whatever music—it doesn't really matter. But when you put all those photos together, if you like to do Pinterest, you can do it that way. I'm not so great at Pinterest, but um, but I know it's a great resource. But create a visual board of things yeah. that resonated with you, and and then just look at it and sit there and ah. think, what what is this? What what am I seeing? What are the patterns? You know. Are you picking very traditional things? Are you uh-huh. are you picking things that are, you know, like you seem to be interested in history? Are you picking bright colors? Are you picking scenes of nature? Are you with
1: patterns? Them? So like this is maybe a really hard question, but how does one know what resonates? If I mean you know it and yeah, um, that's it. And, and, okay.
2: That's it. It's like maybe What does it feel like for well, you, I mean, you like when something it resonates? resonates. Well, I've always said, you know, if you, if you think you might have a drinking problem, you have a drinking problem. If you think you might be overweight, you're overweight. If you, but, but in terms of this, if you think you like that, but you're not sure, pass it by. It has to be oh. that thing that you're just like, that's it. You know, you just have this. It just,
1: it just clicks. You have like a physical
2: reaction ah. where you just, it makes you so happy. And then you just rip that page out and stick it on the mood board.
1: You just know at a deeper level. It's not a thought process. Right. And it's like, think about the
2: music that you like. Like, for me, I don't like sad music. I don't like music that has sad lyrics. It just, you know, (laughs) some people love that. Maybe I'm not brave enough, but it just makes me very sad. And I I just make, you know, I love uplifting music. I love happy tunes. Especially
1: now. Right.
2: Right. And some people love sad movies. They love sad music that's never been you know, my thing personally, but think about the music that you like. If you like classical music, how that makes you feel. And and, and also like Daya said, you might love classical music and, you know, stately homes in England, but you also might like super modern houses in design and minimalist clothing. So you're thinking, well, those don't go together at all,
1: but that that doesn't matter. Those are the different sides of you. I see. You know what? I've heard it described, and I don't know if this uh, matches for you and Delia, but it feels like coming home.
2: Yes, certainly. Absolutely.
1: So you have a, so the idea of where in quarantine, you get a stack of magazines um, and hopefully you have some uh, around or you do Pinterest and you start putting things on that just, just feel good. Yes feel right, fit you. And then you, so let's, let's just say you have this board and I, I bet it could be, it doesn't have to be a cork board. It could be, uh, it could be whatever cardboard. It could be part of the Amazon box that's in the recycling. So you do that. And then, so you look at it and you say, you see patterns. Tell me what that looks like.
2: Well, you know, what are the colors? What are are you looking at? Things that are um, very busy, very embellished, very dramatic, very elegant. Are you looking for things that um, you know that seem to be calming? Do you look at things that are very creative, or are they or are they more simple things like a waterfall? You know, all of these kinds of things and then walk away and then come back later and you'll notice something else and just write down the words that you see. I seem Uh to keep coming back to, you know, and in the fashion part, let's say it is the rocker chick and you're like, well, I'm 65 years old. Why do I keep putting pictures of women riding on a motorcycle with mirrored sunglasses on there? (laughs) Obviously, that's that girl inside of me that is like, I am still in here. And you have to find a way to express me. And it might just be a black t shirt or, you know, like we said. I mean, it, you know, find a way. And what I do too, um, when I work with women, I have them do something similar to this where they tear out three, they either tear it out of the makeup pictures board for me, three things that they would never wear three things they would wear if they dared, and then three things that they feel passionate about. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with fashion unless that's one of your passions. And And then we go through. And when I see those nine pictures, the ones that make the most sense to me are the things they're passionate about because then I know what type lifestyle they probably have. I know what type clothing they would probably be interested in, and then I pull that into this thing about what I'd wear if I dared. So the
1: clues, you're looking for clues. And if it is the girl on the
2: motorcycle, it's like this woman has been taught that she has to be seen and not heard. She has to be a mother. She has to look a certain way, but she wants to still be that girl. She wants to be a little sexy. She wants to be bold, but she doesn't want the people around her to think she's gone crazy. So how can I lean her into that where it brings back that sense of, you know, I am cool. I am, I've am. i got it going on. She doesn't have to scream mm-hmm. it out, but how to bring that back into her life.
1: Wow. I love that you're using pictures because sometimes words, um, don't do it right it has to go beyond words or you know more primitive than words because words can trick us and thinking can trick us but just that impulse to say yeah that's gorgeous. Um, that's what I want to put on my board. It's like going underneath all of the thoughts of what I should look like, what I should be like, what colors I should wear, um, how big my earrings should be, all Dang. of that. And the weird thing too is when you start to do
2: this, you're going to think, I, 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 don't, I don't want my family to know I'm doing this. This is silly. This is like uh-huh. something a child would do. And so we have not been given, unless we are an artist and that's how we make our money, we haven't given ourselves permission to just say, I'm just playing right now. I'm just oh. having fun doing a little oh. art project for myself. And invariably, the people around you will be like, oh, well, I want to do that too. <laughs> you know, it can even be a family thing in the end. But what happens too when these women do this with me as, as my clients, they always say, I had forgotten that I used to love to garden. I had forgotten when I was in college, I loved this band. I had forgotten, as they are given permission to spend some time reconnecting with things that do give them that physical reaction, it's a happy, joyful time for them.
1: Connecting to their true self. Yes,
2: so there's there's a lot of psychology. I can hear that, it sounds so fun.
1: And what a time now to say, listen, I've already, you know, vacuumed and tidied up and paid my bills and, you know, done what I need to do, work remotely, if you're fortunate to do that. And now's the time to say, listen, I need a little, uh, I need a little levity and a little joy here. And in upstate New York, I, the sun has really not appeared yet because our winters are six months long. So, you know, there's a sense of like, where am I going to find my joy? And there's lots of stuff you can do, but I love this self-discovery that you're describing. Exactly. And that's why yesterday, I think was yesterday,
2: we put out a video, I show people how to go in and organize their closets in, in mm. easy ways Perfect. And, the, and this is an example of when Dillian and i work together and she i call her and say okay because since we're not together you know i'm like okay what the the thing that sabotages everybody when they work in their closets is that by the time they get the piles by the time they get the pile of alterations clothes and the pile of donate clothes and the pile of consigned clothes they're exhausted so then they say i'm done and then those piles all they do is create more mess and more guilt as they sit there in the corner you know people are like I know I should be taking that to get altered, but they are too tired and they're ready to move on to something else. And so, then, and they
1: can't do it now. No, they, they can't, can't go to the, but the tailor. But there
2: are ways to do it. And that's where I got Delia to investigate that. And she has information. Uh, you can see the video at the Style mm-hmm. That Binds Us on the Style That Binds Us YouTube channel, or you can go find it through our website. You mm-hmm. read the blog and the video is attached to it. And then Delia has ways that you can handle those piles. The thing about alterations is before you start the process, you need to have the name of someone that does alterations. And if you don't yet, reach out to friends in your area and say, who does your alterations? And then go ahead and know that is the one pile that you probably won't be able to take care of right now. Fold it Mm -hmm. neatly. But at the very first chance, get that done. Because whenever I go to a client's house, I'm like, okay, where are the alterations when we're ready to put together the outfits? They're like, oh, I never got around to that. Mm
1: -hmm. You
2: have to do that. So that is the pile, the only pile that is going to have to stay around a while. So it needs to go a little bit out of the way. But... You know, you just have to do it. as. Soon. And the
1: donations, um, you know, our places are closed here. And, well, you know, in New York, uh, we are, you know, certainly being asked to stay in. So, you know, I'm getting my my regular donations going, but they cannot be dropped off until things settle down. Well, Delia has some suggestions about that. Oh, Good. Delia, let's hear from you.
0: Sure. So I think before you decide to do the closet edit. There is a company called Thread Up, and you can Mm -hmm. order a bag to be sent to your apartment. So it comes so that by the time you do the closet edit, the things that are going to Thread Up, literally all you have to do is put it in the bag. And it depends where you live. If you live in the city, you either UPS, you have a doorman or something, they come to your apartment every day so they can just pick it up. I can't. I think it might be USPS, and then or you'd have to take it to the place, or wait until this is over, which would be unfortunate for it to sit there. But then the Real Real is now doing virtual appointments, so that would be great, and I'm sure that they'll send you some sort of a shipping
1: label situation. Yeah. Say that again, Delia. I don't know that one. The Real Real. Hmm. Okay.
0: The Real Real, and then the last thing is, I know that like. Goodwill is probably closed right now, but maybe like homeless shelters or domestic abuse situations, Mm -hmm. those are definitely not closed, and those Ah. women leave with nothing. So that would be a great place to call, investigate your local homeless shelters, domestic abuse for women. That would be perfect. You know, they might do, thing.
1: like, a curbside pickup. You could leave yeah. it outside and they would come what? get it.
0: Oh, that's
1: excellent. What about Poshmark, Delia? Do you use them?
0: So, Poshmark, I feel like, is definitely for younger people. What happens okay. in there is you basically take a picture of the item. You say what it is, how much... It was, it cost originally, which can be hard to remember. And then you put a price, an asking price that then it's uploaded. It's kind of like this peer to peer purchasing situation. Uh, oh, so I see. Then someone will come back to you and they will oftentimes, instead of just like buying the price that you put it for, they will suggest another price. Okay, well, Ah. I offer to buy it at this lower price. And then you can decide whether you want to do that or not. And I think they do make it easy to ship back and forth. But that is something it can be months later, when Ah. somebody does go ahead and make that offer. So I do personally feel like the real real or thread up or donating it is better Mm. because it's more immediate.
1: I see. Those are great examples. And I love that as you're going through your closet, instead of saying, oh man, the price tag's still on there, or I bought this and I never wore it and it was expensive, to think that it's going to go to somebody else who might uh be able to enjoy it and uh, you know i mean that's that really makes it a different process than oh look at me wasting money and wasting resources so it's more like you're it's turning into a gift so these are all such lovely things and i think really come at a great time when we're all realizing that as, uh, as Andrew Cuomo is, keeps saying, we have not reached the apex yet, and we're all afraid to look at the news uh, when we get up. I love the idea of having a visual board and even knowing at this point everything might be like a big blankie and slippers and a fireplace because that's what we're all craving. Um, the idea of like, how do we get to know ourselves? Um, even through this crisis, if we have the privilege to be able to focus on this and not, again, if we're going to be able to pay our rent, which I just want to really point that out again. So, Absolutely. I, but I also want... in
2: keeping with that, mm-hmm. if you do, first do the mood board because okay. then when you look in your closet and you're trying to make decisions, you can mm-hmm. realize, well, no wonder I never wore this. It has I nothing see. It doesn't. It's not me. You, you know, know what?
1: I have to do a trick with myself, and I say, if this didn't have an Eileen Fisher label, would you still want it? Right. And I think, well, maybe not. That's it's good. sort of, you know, it's but sort then of. But you frumpy. picture
2: that woman who is going to apply for a job.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: and she's wearing your Eileen Fisher dress, and she mm-hmm. gets the job, and what the story that dress can can tell, mm-hmm. but also the fact that you can make some money. The real real is, mm-hmm. a, is a great great um, store, but it is they are very strict about the brands that they will take. They will okay. send you. You sign up online, or we can. You can even message us, and we can sign you up with an. We can get you signed up with an account mm-hmm. through a stylist, and then. They'll send you an email about, these are all the brands that we take. And here, but then like what Delia was saying, you sign up for a virtual session and they'll sit, you'll be on the computer with an actual person from the real real, and you'll hold up your item and they'll look it over and they'll say, we'll we'll take that or we won't take that. The Mm -hmm. things they won't take, you send a thread up. And so between those two things, you know, you'll start getting checks that'll go straight into your bank account. So it's a That's, little bit money back.
1: I love it. I love it. And then the other you can get
2: a tax write off on.
1: That's right. That's right. So where can our listeners find you and look at your videos and 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 see your blogs and and make use of your expertise? Well, thank you for asking
0: that. So if you it's on YouTube and podcast, it's called The Style That Binds Us, so YouTube mm-hmm. channel and podcast and then we have Instagram is at the style that binds us and mm-hmm. then we have personal ones too there's Allison Brune and Delia Folk and mm-hmm. then if you have any questions of course email the style that binds us at gmail.com and if you want to schedule a style session these can be virtual with moms so that would be allison at the style that binds us.com if you still have some questions or want a little bit more help we have a style playlist on the style that binds us youtube channel so we have over 30 videos where we go through you know how to wear a moto jacket closet edit all of that but if you want a more personalized approach she is always available
1: wow you guys have figured it out that is wonderful i really appreciate being able to talk to you two today about Ah, uh, bringing some joy <clears throat> into our lives now, and the sense of I'm just playing is so beautiful and so desperately needed. We all need to feel like we're doing a little bit of play so we can get through some of these really dark times. Right. Oh gosh, I know. And we
0: also have a website that I forgot to say, the style us dot com. Yes, I know. every day we get up, we try to stay positive. What mm-hmm. I am telling myself is life is short even if we are sitting in our apartment alone, or if mm-hmm. you're in an apartment mm-hmm. with three, you know, five children and a wife or whatever it is, mm-hmm. today is a day in your life. How can you make it a nice day and the best mm-hmm. day that it can mm-hmm. possibly be with this situation? Because all we can do is be positive. Tr- or try. True. Easier that said than true. done.
1: Yes. And um, I agree with you. So thank you so much, ladies. It was so fun. I actually uh, have this uh, big piece of cardboard that um i was using for a presentation never got used so i think i know what i'm going to do today oh. i'm going to start cutting out pictures and um do you have and just a, having a little fun we'll send us uh, you know a photo of it and we'll put it on and our
2: instagram stories
1: i love it yeah. ladies ladies thank you so much and i really appreciate your time and best of luck getting through this uh really uh complicated and difficult time, and um, it was a real pleasure. Thank you. We really, really loved, loved being with you. It was fun to have two guests at the same time, especially mom and daughter. They're really able to bring their own styles and ideas about fashion and work together to help those of us who are a bit fashion-challenged. They love what they do. You can really tell by their voices, and they seem to have a real appreciation of one another. I hope it was a fun interview for all of your moms out there on their special day. And I just wanted to make a note that, uh, as a psychotherapist, I really acknowledge that being a mother um, is a mixed bag, and Mother's Day can be bittersweet so I wanted to say that to uh, recognize that for all of us who um, it hasn't been necessarily a walk on the beach with uh, rainbows and unicorns I have a book recommendation for people if they're interested it's called the dance of motherhood by Harriet Lerner. It's an oldie but a goodie. And I love how she talks about the complex and and sometimes really ambivalent relationship that mothers have with their children. But all that to say, I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day, however you celebrate it. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share it with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. I know that everyone is feeling really stressed and anxious right now. We're all unsettled and feel out of control. So I created a free download for you for maintaining mental health based on my 30 years as a psychotherapist. Um, Just go to ZestfulAging.com and it is all yours it's no secret that everyone's feeling pretty restless and unsettled right now. Our lives are upside down and the future is feeling pretty uncertain. But if you're anything like me, organizing my stuff can help me feel a little calmer. It's something I can do to help me feel a little more in control and in charge of my own life. If you think decluttering could help you feel better and you could use a little assistance with that, check out the online course I've developed with professional organizer and designer, Carrie Luteran. It's called Too Much Stuff.